Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Then and and Now. We are your hosts, Anya and Tessa, and this is a podcast where we're going to bring on one main guest every week, and we're going to look at how their lives were back in their childhood then, and how that shaped who they are now. In addition to the main guests that we bring on each week, we will also be contacting friends and family members for their testimonials on the person we're interviewing and see how their um, insight on who they are as kids and who they are now line up. So before we get into all that, we have a special bonus guest who's going to just tell us a little story from their childhood to kick everything off. And this week's story is from Lori Lewis, so here it is. Okay, so I have a pretty good story to tell. Um, It's pretty funny. Uh, I was seven or eight, and my sister, she's a year and a half younger than me, and uh, we had moved into uh, um, a neighborhood that was, like, on the outskirts of the city, and there was a farm that was, like, I don't know, a couple blocks away, and we used to walk over to the farm and, like, see there was, like, a couple cows and some pigs and stuff and uh and one time we went there kind of walking around his private property so we didn't want to get caught um there was a rabbit cage and we loved bunnies so we're like oh my goodness we have to go back to the farm and see the bunnies so we go back you know once a week or whatever see the bunnies and they were so cute there was like maybe 10 of them and uh one day we went and there was a dead rabbit on the like sitting on the ground outside of the cage and in hindsight I feel like Maybe that wasn't even one of the rabbits from the cage. But we were such, like, we were in so much shock that we were like, oh, my God, we have to save the rabbits. Like, we have to save them. So we went on a mission. We went home. We got a wagon. We went back to the farm, and we took all the bunnies. We stole the bunnies. We stole the bunnies from the farm, okay? The bunnies are in the in our wagon now, and now we have to are deal with... Are they just loose in the wagon? Yeah, they're just... They're little. They're like little bunnies. They weren't like big, big ones. They were really cute little little bunnies. So we had a wagon full of bunnies, and like it's dinner time soon, and we're like, oh, now what do we do? So we started knock, door knocking, basically, to unload these rabbits to our friends, and uh, they were... At first, they were asking their parents, hey, mom, can I have this rabbit? And they're like, no, get get out of here with your rabbits. So then we started getting smart about it, and we would, like, tell our friends to come and tell them we had a secret and gave them secret bunnies. So we managed to sneak quite a few of them into the house, into their houses, not ours. And uh, we had, I think, three or four left by the time it was supper time. And we didn't want to leave them in the wagon. We were scared they were going to jump out. So we snuck them into our own house, and we hid them in my bedroom closet. And uh, we kept them there for quite a few days. Uh, at one point, my mom had made a comment about, um, oh, my goodness, you guys are, like, eating so many carrots and salad. This is so amazing. Like, you're getting healthy. Good for you. And uh, after a few days, um, she, one of the rabbits escaped. So she was sitting in the living room, and just out of the corner of her eye, she was on the phone with her friend, and this rabbit, little rabbit, like, hops by, and uh, she saw the rabbit. She's like, girls! Like, there's a rabbit in the house. (laughs) We're like, no, there's no rabbit. There's no rabbit. So um, we, like, convinced her that it wasn't the rabbit, that it was our cat, and the cat was hopping, and she believed that until, uh, yeah, she went in my bedroom and opened the closet, because it kind of started smelling bad, and she discovered the rabbits. And that was the end of that, so it got shut down pretty quick. We had to go back to the friends that we gave the rabbits to and apologize and take the rabbits back to the farm and tell them that we were the ones who had uh, been the rabbit thieves. We had to give them the rabbits back. And wasn't very happy, but he was really like, where the heck? Someone just opened my cage and my, my rabbits are gone. He just thought that they had escaped, I guess, like into the wild. They're dead. And uh, yeah, so we brought them back. And uh, so he was happy that he got his rabbits back. But yeah, he was not very happy with us. And that was a big learning lesson. Don't take rabbits that aren't yours. Don't do that. That's bad. And what did your friends (laughs) do with them? Did they take good care of them? Well, none of them died. So and this was like four or five days. So I guess they loved the rabbit enough to feed it and take care of it. But uh, yeah, it was at least there was about 10 when we first took them, and uh, yeah, we whittled it down. I think there was four when we brought them home, so. I think they were not babies, but they were small as fully grown rabbits, and- Preteen uh, bunnies? Maybe. Oh, and yeah, we kept them in the closet, 
in a cabbage patch um, like baby play center thing. It was like a little play pen. There was like a play pen for cabbage patch dolls, but it made it quite a nice home for these little bunnies. So yeah, when I think back on my childhood, that was a pretty, that was pretty entertaining experience. And I told my kids that story when, uh, when they were quite young and I told them don't, don't steal people's bunnies or anything else. That's a pretty great story. My mom used to have bunnies, and she yeah. said that they were awful and boring, and then her neighbor's dog ate them. So that's my bunny story. That's a horrible bunny story. <laughs> well, I think that was good. Thank you, Lori. I really like that story. Let's get into this. All right, so that was our little intro, our work in progress. Still fine-tuning. So good. That. Um, so, Anya, do you have any questions for me today? Yeah, so Tessa is the subject of the show. We're going to be diving in, dissecting, exploring, and asking her all of the hard questions. And we're going to find out if you, Tessa, are... Um, me? Yeah, you are exactly alike little Tessa or... Or drastically different. So not a uh, thing has changed. No. Hold I'm on. I'm still four foot two. <laughs> mm, incorrect. You were like what, five nine? You're like five you're eight like, and a half more like. Try again. You're like you. a pretty tall girl. Yeah. Me too. We're I, like I like that. We're like two long people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to ask you about so Tessa's phone is sitting on top of the desk right now and it is the most random selection of stickers on a phone case I've ever seen in my life. Can you please explain to me why you have those? Well I think I started with just price tags and then I this fish sticker I think has been on here the longest. I found that on the ground in like the summer <laughs> at a fair you could win them but this one was a freebie it was just on the ground stuck it on there. Uh, the police one is the police came to a church picnic Okay. And I got some police stickers, and then I put a Spider-Man sticker over here. So that's why you can still only see part of the sticker, because the Spider-Man logo was there. So it was like, Winnipeg Police Spider-Man! <laughs> and I've got, um, I work at a daycare, so I've been occasionally grabbing stickers and putting them on. I recently, there was, it was like halfway full before, and this is like not much compared to how it was. There's also this really large extra large sticker like it literally says xl yeah, on it just off a shirt like right here this is like you know on lamps how they have like warning stickers telling you how many watts to put in you can kind of see that's what's over here i, I just feel like you're here. a very random person you guys should see her background on her uh desktop for her laptop it's a series of beetles no a single beetle but I don't know if it's a single beetle or not. It's kind of like, uh, it, it's like in a ball on one end and there's four pictures and it's like it uncurling. And it's like a shiny green beetle and it's got these really cool colors. It's like it's green and it's like kind of a darker green and a more yellowy green where the light hits it and it's got like red legs and head. So it's kind of having a nice is, contrast. Like, you, like what, you don't even like beetles. It was just like you like the picture and put it on. That's what I, I have mean a lot by... of pictures of like do they have interesting light or color? Because I like to draw on stuff. So hmm. I go on these like art forums and people might have a picture like that just to be like, I'll sa they'll sample colors from it or something. Right. Just to get some inspiration. Inspo. Draw a beetle guy. What about that mustache man? Mustache man? Yep. On your desktop. You were looking oh, for him the other day. Yeah, I used to have just a close up on the face of a guy with a mustache as my desktop. And I don't know, I just, he just looked really wistful, but he looked like a big biker guy, but... Yeah, it was just it was just really really close to his face, and he just and it just resonated sunny. with you. You just had to have it as your yeah. background. Well, Tessa, were you as random as you are now when you were a kid? When I was a kid, I was one of those obnoxiously random kids who were like, "I'm so random! Oh my god, no one's as random as me!" And I used to do like weird noises to be like. Like, obnoxious sounds. Were you ever diagnosed with anything? No, I had very bad OCD as a kid, but that wasn't from that. That was something else. That was just something internally 
it's just a going bonus. on in you. Mm-hmm. So OCD, what, what, what were you doing? I well, like if you know what OCD is, right? It's obsessive compulsive disorder, and yes. it's like a lot of it is like a lot of counting. What you hear about is like hoarders. Most hoarders, I think, come from OCD. But yeah. like as a kid, you're not as rational. Like the way adults start is normally like washing their hands a bunch of times because they got sick once or something or like locking the door like a bunch of times before they leave because one time they forgot but as a kid it was like not that rational because i was a kid so, so it was just the, the weirdest stuff that you were some of it crazy about yeah it would always start like that's kind of how it starts it's like it starts with something normal so you don't notice it like i would reread pages if i messed up somewhere like if i was reading a book and i got to an annoying part in a paragraph like i didn't quite read it right i'd be like i have to restart the paragraph and then if I read it wrong again, it was like, I have to reread it three times because numbers are really important. And, like, I really liked three, six, nine, twelve. Yeah. Then up to 24. So it was always, like, if I messed something up, like, one of, like, you call them rituals are things that you, like, are compelled to do. Right. And if I messed them up, I'd say, okay, now you have to redo it three times. And if you mess up one of those three times, you have to redo it six times. And, like, over and over. And I was, like, touching a lot of things, rereading things. And it just starts to take over your whole life. That's are you are you still this way now? Like, do you find yourself having these tendencies? I would say in very subtle ways now that are, like... Like what? I would say the one that I've been questioning lately is, like, I'm paranoid that... There's something behind me. I very clearly know there's nothing behind me. But it's kind of like when you're a kid and you're, like, afraid of the dark and you know there's nothing there. Yeah, but you just start, like, thinking of all of these crazy, scary creatures that are lurking. Yeah, but I've been doing that, like, as an adult. And it's like, I have to stop because, like, I know that I do, like, I don't have serious OCD anymore. But, like, kind of the potential is still there. So what, who do you think is standing behind you? No, I, I absolutely know no one's behind me. But, I, I, but you just have to look? I just... I've been, I, I'm pretty particular about, like, stopping myself. Like, I know that, like, I can't start looking behind me because I will become obsessed and compulsive. So once, so. You, once you start, you're just going to keep turning your head? Like, not, not like that. But, like, say I let myself look this one time. Well, maybe tomorrow I'll let myself look again. And then, you know, after a week, maybe I'll start looking two times. And it'll just, it will snowball until, like, it will consume your whole life if you let it get out of control. Oh, my God. I feel like my sister was similar to that, like, growing Mm -hmm. up. She had to have the dial in the car turned to, like, 10, 20, or 30. Like, it couldn't be... I think that's, like, a similar one that a lot of people have. But, like, then just imagine that, but with every single thing in your life. No, but, like, she got weird with it. Like, when she's watching TV, let's say um, someone's hair is, like... Like, there's a piece, like, sticking up or something. It's not perfect. My sister would, like, like hit her head, like, mm-hmm. in the spot that yeah, was not perfect that or something. Like or, like, a shirt was, like, not tucked. So she, like, slap her, like, stomach. Like, she's yeah. gotten better. But, like, was it similar to that? Like, uh, I, that's not how I was doing it. But, like, I feel like I could understand the relief. Like, it's, like, a really, really intense anxiety when you can't perform your ritual. Yeah. And, like... I don't. I haven't looked up the symptoms of a panic attack, but from talking to like someone who has had panic attacks, it sounded like I would just be having like, maybe even just like maybe anxiety attacks like a lot. Yeah. Like I'd be in a store, and a big thing was I wanted to touch everything because I was really upset that like if I didn't touch it now, I would never know what it felt like. And what if it? <laughs> what did it feel like? I'll never know. So I had to touch every single thing in the store, and of course that takes a long time. So my mom eventually would just have to like grab me and pull me, and I would just be like. Just, like, so, freaking out. Yeah, like, just, like, the like the most anxiety that you can feel. Like, everything was just going off in my head like crazy. Like, no, 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 I have to, I have to. And, like, I finally, what stopped me was, like, I don't know if my parents understood what OCD was. I, I mentioned it to my dad, like, a few months ago, and he was like, you never had OCD. And I was like, I did. And he's like, how do you know it was that? And it's like, well, there's not a lot of things that are like OCD. Yeah. Like, like you, So you kind of self-diagnosed yourself then. Yeah. Like, if you have depression, like, you could just be sad or, like, you could have, you know, like, if something bad happens, maybe you're supposed to be depressed. Like, that kind of thing is more important, I think, to diagnose. Yeah, totally. But, like... OCD is, like, counting over and over and over again all day, and it's, like, there's not a lot of other things that are like that. Yeah, exactly. And it's, like, just everything that it says is, like, I'm that exactly. But when I was, like, maybe 10 or so, like, my mom obviously, like, at least kind of picked up on it, and I 
I was I was touching a railing, and I was touching it again and again, and we had to go to Girl Guides, but I kept touching it. And then she's like, Tessa, that's what crazy people do. If you keep doing that, <laughs> you know what's going to happen? When you're older, you're not going to be one of those crazy people in your whole life. And I was like, oh. And I, All right. I obviously knew that there was a problem. Time to snap out of this. But yeah, I had to like... I started, like, I had to, like, slowly sort of stop. Like, as an adult, it's probably a lot harder, too, because you've just been doing it longer. I'm glad that I stopped then, because it's a long time ago now. But, like, yeah, as an adult, like, you go through, like, therapy, and you can take drugs and stuff to help, but I just kind of made myself stop. And I've heard of, like, other people who just made themselves stop, too. That's good. But, like, it gets to being, like, even, like, the way you breathe, you might be, like, doing. Like, I, there's something in my throat where I want to like close my throat and feel this certain sensation and I had to do it every once in a while or like just like I don't know the way that I was holding my tongue in my mouth something like that would like just reading something like everything all the time was like going I feel like off. your mind is constantly racing like, yeah most of the time you have a lot of like things going on just like from talking to you on a daily basis I can tell like I mean nowadays like I would say it's there a little bit but, like, I'm fairly aware of it, and, like... I feel like that's the thing. You have to be aware of your issue and acknowledge it to yeah. overcome it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, let's talk about little little Tessa. Little cutie pie, cutie patootie Tessa mm-hmm. in um, elementary school. What was she like? What was what was your first day of kindergarten like, if you can recall that Don't far back? I remember that. I could tell you about kindergarten, though. What but about I feel it? like it has to start earlier than that. we got to go <laughs> way back. All right. Take me back, Tessa. Where, where are we right so, now? So, from, like, six months up until when I started kindergarten, I was in this home daycare. This woman named... Wait, sorry. You were six months old? Yeah, and I was in daycare. Because my parents just... That was all the maternity leave they got. Okay. And they both have always worked. I think by the time my brothers were born, they were allowed to have a year. Like, I don't know if that's the union contracts or legally, but anyways, I, yeah, so from six months up until, like, I don't know, four when I started nursery, I was in this home daycare, but this lady wasn't, like, I don't think she was someone who loved kids or had any education with kids, and I remember there being one kid who was also in that program the whole time I was there. I shouldn't call it a program, just this lady's house. He was there for maybe a year. And other than that, I was, like, home. Like, she would always go upstairs because she worked from home. She yeah. was, I guess, a d- graphic designer. And she would leave me downstairs. And I would just be by myself all the time, all day. And, I mean, I look back at that, and it's nice. It's like, wow, like, when did that start? Because I don't remember a time when she kept me upstairs with her or when she actually spent time with me. So, anyways, that's, like, I spent so much time on my own that I, I think that really shaped who I am today. I watched a lot of TV, of course. It definitely wasn't all TV. I have a lot of memories of doing things just by myself and having to entertain myself. But yeah. I watched a lot of TV. And, of course, I didn't... Like, I I didn't have any real interaction with other kids. Like, I'd go to McDonald's and meet a kid or the park. And there was this <laughs> one other kid there for a while. But, like, it's not the same as going to a daycare. And it wasn't the same either as, I guess, having a stay-at-home mom who plays with you or your brothers and sisters. And I have two younger brothers who are two years younger than me, but they went to this very nice ladies' home daycare with a bunch of other kids. Right. Not me. I was not so lucky. So I went to Shelley's, and everything, I guess, that I knew about, like, school and, like, big groups of kids was from TV. And I really took it to heart, I guess. And it was weird, like... You know, like, in a kid's show, there's kind of this formulaic, like, you're following the sort of outsider underdog kid, the kind of weird kid, and they'll always be the popular kids and the jock kids, you know? Yeah. Like, so I really was aware of that, and when I went to kindergarten, I was like, well, obviously, you want to be the outsider kind of kid, you know? Like, you don't want to be one of the popular kids, because the message from those shows is always... Don't the... don't be that way, right? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, well then that's not who I want to be. Like, I think it was, like, a decently conscious choice, which I don't think most kids are that aware. I don't think so. That's really interesting. So I remember the first day it happened in kindergarten. This is one of, like, I don't know, the memories that really sticks out to me from kindergarten. I I was, I guess I went through nursery, and then I went through kindergarten, and 
I really hadn't seen much of, of what they showed on TV. So I was like, oh, so it's not really like that. I still like the TV shows, but I was like, it's not really like that. You know, the girls aren't that girly. They're not that obsessed with, like, clothes and makeup, because why would they be? They're, They're... four. <laughs> um, but then McDonald's came out with these new toys. I think they were Barbie toys or something. They were just stupid and dumb. Like in a Happy Meal? Yeah, they didn't do anything. From what I'm, that's all I can remember. They were pink. It was like it was anything. like a comb or something. Yeah, it was just something boring and dumb. And I was like, "That's that's boring." And only like, I I guess I kind of knew that they were actually appealing to those popular girls from those shows. Right. Like I I could see that, and I was like, "That's the only people who want this toy." People who like I don't know are their own person don't want this toy, and then I was like, "No one's gonna want that." And I remember coming to kindergarten, and one of the girls had it. And not only did she have it, all the other girls fawned over it. And they were like, oh, my goodness. And I, like, I remember that. That was, like, a very, I think, like, that was when it started that I started being, like, super critical. You're like, this is not me. Absolutely not. Like, I just started being really critical of other kids yeah. and kind of how they made their choices. And, like, all the way through elementary school, like, I hated the kids who tried to be popular, and I really, really saw it. I don't know how much other kids see it, but, like, I was very aware, aware yeah. of the kids who were trying to be jocks, the kids who were trying to be popular, how they were trying to do it, and it really bothered me, like, too much. I I hated them, and I would, like, me and my friends, we had this thing. We would always go, and I didn't want to actually be, like, mean, so I guess I invented, like, my own way of being mean that had not yet... I'd never heard of. Like, like I know that hitting people is mean. I know that insulting people is mean. So it's like, I'm not going to do that, but I'm just going to annoy them. And so I would get together a big group of friends, and I'd follow around these popular girls I don't like, going, we'd make weird noises, we'd say, repeat a certain phrase, and we'd do it all recess, and they tried to ignore us. were you a bully? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was a weird kind of bully, though. It's like... Oh, yeah. I was a bully. <laughs> well, yeah, I was. I mean, at the time, though, I, I, I picked, like, annoying people very specifically because then I could always call it annoying, not being mean. Because what's so mean about... But what drove you to noise? to annoy people? Why? Like, what was I, that? I really resented these people who were, like, trying to fit in and conform and I'm not sure I they probably didn't know what that they were doing it and like you know as like I, I guess I was pretty aware but I wasn't aware enough to be like it's not their fault or that this is not helping and you never thought that you were trying to fit in or conform in any kind of way even looking back no I don't think so I think that's something that like really has stuck with me too like you've always kind of been your own person and never really yeah influenced by i mean obviously i'm influenced but like i would say probably somewhat less so than other people which sounds kind of dumb to say but no like totally i I agree with everything you're saying and and i would say people who have known me have said the same thing to me that that's was their what they think of me so i think so yeah yeah like that i'm just very picky about what influences me and i don't like to go with the flow but yeah, of would, what's considered normal or what's considered like it really bothers the thing to do. Yeah, it just really bothered me sometimes when like if the thing to do is something fun, that's great. But if it's like just the point of it is just it's pink and it's I don't know people like it. Like if the point of it is that people like it, not that it's fun. The point is just other people will like you if you do this. The way that kids talk, the way that they like acted around other people, and it got really deeply ingrained. Like just like from the way that they held themselves, the way that they talked, like almost immediately, I could tell if I would like them or not. Yeah. And that lasted a really long time. And how about now? Like more so in adulthood. Like, are, do you I, find yourself thinking the same way? I think, uh, I think this kind of thing really happens to kids really strongly. They're watching TV and they're trying to, like, figure out how they are. And then once you're an adult, I think you're more, like, you're not pretending to be that person. I think there's a lot of kids who would just pretend to be someone. And then, like, especially in high school, I found that to be just the most grating thing. Like, just kids who were just pretending to be not a specific character, maybe, but, like, kind of just... Just trying to be like everyone else. But even kids who would try to be, like, super original or super extra cool or... Like, trying to be You keep saying, like, cool and, like, popular. Like, what is that definition to you? Like, what do those people look like? To me, it was, like, the the girl that I hated the most in grade five. (laughs) There were a couple kids. But one was, like, uh, she had 
very straight blonde hair. She wore makeup. She went to dance class. Her mom would like enroll her to like go and like be in little like I, I guess like ads or something. So she's like she was on TV and she was just so like. Were you know, were haughty. you were you ever? Did you resent her? Were you jealous or was this just strictly from a place of being, um, like almost above her in a sense i would say yeah kind of from being above i would not say it came from like jealousy but i would say more like resentment like and on some level like i definitely i I wanted to be accepted i guess yeah by them and i was a bit insecure yeah but like at the same time i didn't like them and i don't think i'd like them now yeah yeah totally but like i wanted them to be someone else for me i guess Mm -hmm. anyways so High school. What was high school like? Oh, we're going to go into high school. Okay. Because um, so my... we were just kind of talking about middle school, right? No, that was elementary school. Oh, my God. That was elementary school? Yeah. And you, you, you had this thought process during that, middle school? That thought process, I would say, became really strong in grade three. That's insane. I feel like I, I'm a very mature person. I've always been a very mature, young person but I don't think I've ever been so analytic and like uh, like thinking in the way that you are describing yourself like I think that's so crazy yeah I definitely had other things that I was kind of dumb about like spending all my time annoying these people and it definitely was not helping anything yeah but yeah it was kind of like a weird way to be I guess kind of smart were you ever bullied or anything like that oh yeah well because I would go around making weird noises so, of course, then that would just reinforce me being the weird kid that people didn't like that much. Yeah. I had a group of friends who were, like, the other weird kids, who, and we would all hang out, and we would make weird noises. And we also, like, there were kids who we were just normal friends with. Right. But, yeah, like, the kids who considered themselves the popular kids obviously weren't going to hang out with kids they considered the unpopular kids. Yeah. I, it's funny to me that you're referring to yourself as the weirdo. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'd assume that you wouldn't see yourself that way, that that's a label that other people would put on you. But it sounds like you're, like, self-identifying like, with as a, this as word. Like, as a kid, I remember, like, people calling me weird and me, like, really embracing it, too. Rather than taking it to heart and... I was like, I'm a weirdo, and that's a good thing because weird means different, and that means I'm different, and that's good. Like a speech that your mom would give you? I don't think my mom gave me that speech. I think I made it up, but it does sound like that. Was there a lack of communication um, between you and your parents? Like, like were they aware of, like, what was going on in high they school and middle school? They were fairly aware, but they always have and still are, like, very passive and very, like, they, they don't want to, I guess, have the negative repercussions of punishing us. Like, me or my brothers. Right. So they, like, I would get called to the principal's office, I don't know how often, maybe every few months. Anyways, so, um, I, I don't know, a couple times a year at least. And after that, it would always be like my mom would sit me down and have maybe a 40-minute, hour-long talk with me. And I would just be like, yeah, yeah, okay. And I would just kind of be waiting for it to be over. Like, in, in through one ear, out the other. I mean, I would listen, but I would just, like, not agree with it because I, like, had made this whole, like, big, weird framework in my head of why what I was doing was okay. Right. And, yeah, so then... You you justified everything, like, yeah. in your own mind. Yeah, so after that, it was just... Yeah, it, nothing happened. Nothing bad happened other than that. And I, I kind of get why they didn't punish us more, because I really liked... Like, my favorite thing was while I was sitting in my room, like, arranging my Pokemon cards or arranging my coin collection, because I guess that was probably OCD. I just loved collecting a bunch of things and then laying them out on my floor really nicely. Yeah. So you were, you were like, probably a quiet kid at home? Like, compared... More or less. I think at home I was mostly quiet. And, yeah, then at school I would, like, I don't know, talk during class a lot and stuff. Were you, did you ever get in trouble with, like, teachers? Yeah, I think part of the problem with getting me in trouble was, like, I did not care about any kind of trouble because back to that babysitter Shelly, where it all starts every time <laughs> in some way, um, Shelly was very screechy about everything. What do you mean by Be screechy? Like, Get your elbows off the table, Tessa! Tessa, stop! Stop kicking your feet! Tessa! Stop, stop dragging your feet. Like, if we would walk, and I think she was just walking at a normal adult pace, and I was, like, two or three and expected to keep up. 
And for, like, the longest time after that, I just walked so fast everywhere all the time. I could not walk beside someone because I walked so fast. Well, how much time would you spend with this person? Like, like she would come average. down for meals. And, you know, she'd be there when I first came in. No, no, no. Like, hours in a day. Hours like, in so, a day. So your parents, like, drop you off? Yeah, my parents would drop me off. I mean, I would say I probably got dropped off maybe around 8, maybe. So at least... Like, I was there, you know, like, I didn't start uh, nursery school till I was four. So, like, from one to three, I would guess I was just there all day. You would spend, like, and eight-hour days with her? Yeah, I guess so. Every Probably longer than that because it would, for my parents to get, you know, back to the daycare and everything. And it would just be me alone most of the time. So, Shelly kind of ha- took part in raising you as yeah, well. Yeah, and d- didn't do a great <laughs> job. Yeah, it was just a lot of, like kind of like a somewhat shrill voice I guess she was like always kind of shrill and she was always very picky about manners it was always like don't say what say excuse me and it's like no one says that yeah I'm not gonna do that but basically like I just got so used to it it was like I couldn't be offend like offended or sad every time she did that because it was just constant so yeah there were adults in my life later like at school or with girls who try to pull me aside giving me a lecture or who would even try to, like, be like, get really mad at me and get yeah. right in my face. And I would just, like, I had this girl guide leader who that was her way of dealing with things. And she would get right in my face when I was maybe 10 and just be, like, going at me. Like, you have to stop this right now. She'd get really mad. And I would always just look at her mouth. She had this tooth that was kind of behind all the other teeth. Yeah. And I would just look at that and be like, huh. Yeah, that, that tooth is behind her teeth, and I mean, I would not be upset in the least about her. That is so funny. Being mad at me, and like, so no teacher could really discipline me. It was just like whatever I wanted to do, almost. Like the most would be like, I guess I'd be out of class, and. But what would you do to get in trouble? Like what? I would interrupt in class a lot. I guess like, I realize now it was because I stayed up reading till like one, two, three a.m. most nights. And so I was actually just exhausted all day. Yeah. And so I could not, I couldn't focus very well. So you're just and, acting Or control out. myself very well. Like, I just didn't have a lot of self-control, you know, like when you're exhausted all the time. Yeah. So I just interrupted a lot in class. And that was most of it, I think. Just fooling around. And I think it's interesting to think that um, you see those kids who act up in class and you just assume, like, oh, they're just bad kids and... And they like they can't be fixed or whatever. But you seem like a very like normal sane person who comes from like what I can assume like a nice family and and you're I don't know like it's just like this simple reasoning behind why you were doing the things you were and just like how people went about trying to fix you or 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 lecture you just just wasn't working for who you were at the time. Yeah, I don't know. eventually when I started junior high. I just, I just decided on my own, more or less. I'd already, like, started to give up the annoying people thing. Yeah. And I just decided, like, this is not going to work in high school. So I kind of left that behind. Like, I was still kind of weird, for sure. I guess my elementary school was, like, a fairly smallish elementary school. And there was a French side and an English side. Mm-hmm. And the French side had, like, two classes for each grade. So maybe 50 kids, maybe 50 French kids or something. You know what? By the time I was in grade six, yeah, I guess there were 50 French kids. And then the high school I went to went from grade seven to grade 12. It was already, like, a pretty small high school, but one hallway within that high school was the French side, and it was its own separate school, and it was one hallway, and there were maybe 25 kids in each grade. And so, of course, it was only a couple blocks away. Everyone from my elementary school just went there, naturally. So I in high school... It was all, like, I don't know, half of the kids were the same kids I'd gone to kindergarten with. Yeah. And that was true, like, all the way up until grade 12. So I did kind of cut out being extra annoying, just kind of more like a natural Tessa amount of annoying. Um, But they still knew me, and they still knew that's kind of how I was. Who you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, things didn't... Change too, too much. Yeah, like, I stopped annoying them, but it's not like I made a whole bunch of friends or something. Like, I... All of my friends from elementary school went there. So I had, like, a group of, like, five friends, and we were all, like, really close. But, like, I never became friends, really, with the other kids in mm-hmm. my class. Overall, do you think that it was a good experience 
middle school, high school? Like when you look back, are those good memories or something you'd rather not think I'd say about? There, there's some good ones. And I would say more than anything, it's just like a lot of being very bored because there was only like maybe 22 kids in our high school class. Right. And that was only 22 kids in the entire grade. And on top of that, those kids I'd known since like kindergarten. So it kind of got to the point where it was like, well, maybe I would like to get to know to them, but I haven't spoken to them since kindergarten. Yeah. Am I really going to start now? A little too late. Yeah. So I, it was just kind of got a little isolating. Like it was kind of boring. You know, like you're not going to have like a, I think there were a couple house parties. I didn't get invited, but it was not like there was like a lot of partying or anything because yeah. it was such a small kind of school. Right. Um, other than school and friends and stuff, like what were your hobbies as a kid? Well, I liked doing art still, like which I still do a lot. Yeah. But I, I did like drawing. And, I mean, when I was, like, elementary school age, and even in high school, I think a bit, too, I liked, I really liked playing with Lego for a long time. I still have all my Lego, though I don't really play with it anymore. (laughs) But I would, like, act out stories with them. And, like, once I got bored with that, I had my Barbies, who I would act out stories with, and then Polly Pockets, and I read a lot. That was the main thing, was, like, reading, uh, playing with, like, just toys like that, and... I, I didn't spend a lot of time with friends because I think most people in my class are probably kind of similar that you spent every single class all day with these people yeah, for you, 12 years. I don't need, need to see you after school as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it wasn't a lot of like hanging out with friends or anything. And then like in later high school, like I didn't talk to a lot of my friends. So then I was just like kind of lonely, I guess. Yeah. I wouldn't say that it was like bad, but like later high school was just very uneventful for the most part not entirely right and then once you got into university did you um meet people like anyone not at all no i didn't make any friends in university i'd be surprised if you had i've talked to not a whole bunch of people but anyone who i've talked to says they never made a single friend in university i have i made like classroom buddies yeah like i'd sit next to but like i wouldn't count that as a friend because i didn't talk to them afterwards there was one guy who i hung out with for a few months and then I don't know we just stopped talking yeah well university is is its own animal like it's yeah well not, actually, not made to help you yeah in, make any friends in high school I I like I don't know I think just my friends got really used to like not talking to me and just assuming we were still friends because mm-hmm. we'd spent so much time together yeah and it was it was weird because once I ended high school, I was like, I'm probably never going to talk to these people again. And my one friend, like, went off to Ottawa for university. And, like, I I just assumed, like, well, that's it. He's gone. Yeah. And the rest of my friends I'm probably not going to see. And then, I don't know, like, the whole summer went by. And one of these friends just, like, called me up. And I was like, why is he calling me? Like, he this, this kid had avoided me, actually, for, like, the majority of high school because I was uncool. Yeah. And he really, really wanted to be cool, but he wasn't cool. Aww. And the popular kids could would never accept him. Yeah. He was he was neither cool or weird. No, he was really weird. No. And that was the problem. But he wouldn't just accept it and be friends with us, so he kind of just didn't have much friends at all. Right. So yeah, because he we used to be best friends, and then he refused to like t- even acknowledge me because he because he was trying so hard to conform. Yeah, to... and then. So after high school, I was like, I'm never going to see him again. Yeah. But the the summer went by, and then, like, it was the fall, and he just called me one day, and I was like, we're friends? I haven't talked to you in years. Yeah. But, yeah, then, like, he's one of my best friends now. We hang out all the time. And then my one friend came back from university, didn't work out, and, like, as soon as he got home, like, I guess he, he called me up, and we spent, like, so much time together, and we're just, like, best friends now, and we hang out all the time, so all my friends are actually all my high school and elementary school Interesting friends. Interesting that you, like, kept all those relationships. Like, my best friend was one of my best friends in grade five, and my second best friend was, like, my best friend in grade one. So I, I, I noticed that you said he for both of those people. Most of my friends were guys. Yeah? Do you, do you think there's a reason behind that? I mean, well, both of them having like two brothers for one thing right off the bat would start that and then I think being really aware of sort of like the media a bit I think kind of did it because then I 
like I was really aware of like the popular girls and that's what I, I what I always found. I'm definitely still a little bit sexist because of it. I always sort of noticed I always felt like girls conformed a lot more than boys do. Yeah, guys could just kind of do whatever and they Yeah, fit I always, in either that's realm. always really how I felt about it and I think to some extent like I don't feel like people do it nearly as consciously once they're adults, but I think it does still kind of stay a bit true. Mm-hmm. So I was always a lot more in with the boys and like the things I liked were the things that my brothers liked. Like we wrestled a lot and I loved Pokemon and Beyblades and Lego and Yeah. I was never into any of the like the super the girly typical stuff. girly. Like I did stuff. have Barbies and I had like Polly Pockets, but I was yeah. always like playing like really violent games with them and stuff. <laughs> Like, I just, I just had them because my parents didn't buy me any of the, like, Lego toys that I would have probably preferred, preferred for a yeah. long time. Interesting. Well, I think I'd like to talk to someone who can back up all of your claims and just see, like, if, if your notion on who you were as a kid is the same as what they might have thought. Um, so who do we have to uh, call up? Well... We have Donovan, my best friend now, and he did not say all those things because we didn't coordinate this very well, but he told a short story okay. about us in elementary school. It's almost not a story, but it was the best he could do. That's okay. I just remember the times with Tessa always being really silly, such as if we found out that a certain phrase or noise would annoy the more popular normal kids that we would follow them around and keep repeating said noise. Specifically, I remember following around a girl named Ivy who thought she was so fashionable and telling her we were so fashionable and she found it quite annoying. And there was a little group of me, Tessa, and Matthew, and Lonnie. We'd all follow around the kids just being annoying and silly and I remember Eventually it escalated into Tessa Tessa wrote God knows what down on a piece of paper and called it the secret and it was always it was always reincarnated every time it went missing because Tessa defended the secret with her life, whatever it said, because every time sometimes even a teacher would try to take it from her, and one time I watched Tessa have a teacher demand he give it to her and she shoved it in her mouth and ate the paper because no one could know the secret. Um, the secret was very, very well protected. My earliest memory is probably from like grade 5 or 6 and that thing was well protected until grade 12. Every time the paper was destroyed, Tessa made a new one and it was always the secret and knew, no one ever knew what it was and at one point our entire class wanted to know what the secret was, but Tessa was too good at protecting it from just throwing it in the garbage or hiding it, or like I previously mentioned, eating the secret. No one ever found out to this day. So that was Donovan. In what, he's your kindergarten or grade one best friend? He was my best friend, I guess from grade five. And right after he finished recording that his girlfriend from the back seat was like why was your voice so low <laughs> like he doesn't normally sound like that he was a little awkward a little um so what's the secret tessa so this was like one of the weird games that i would play for i guess for attention and for fun and i would take a little piece of paper and i would write the secret on it like on the outside was it an actual secret well it became a secret because no one knew what it was. And I would basically be like, wouldn't you like to know the secret? And then people would be like, I don't care about the secret. And I'd be like, yeah, I know you want to know what it is. And I'd like keep on upping the ante until I was like waving it around their face or waving it really near them like, oh, you could know this. wish you could know this secret. Until eventually they, they'd always eventually snap and like try to grab it or something. And I would, yeah, I mean, I would always grab it back and I'd end up like wrestling people for it like somewhat often and 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 eat the paper oh not always that was like normally I would just wrestle it back and then they just get like they just get flustered and go back in their seat and pretend like they didn't ever care (laughs) but yeah like a couple times what made you so happy doing that 
It was just a lot of fun. Like, just, like, to me, it was just a game. You really enjoy annoying people. I I did. Like, you like getting on people's nerves. I loved it. You're saying in a loved and I did in a past tense that that's not the case anymore? Yeah, I don't think so anymore. No? I think I've gotten over it. Uh, yeah, I can't say that you've uh, annoyed me before. Not in the same way, probably, at least. <laughs> not following you around making not, weird sounds. Not intentionally, at least. Yeah. No, uh, I think you're really funny. I actually remember the very first time that I started annoying someone. That's another one of those really early memories that I remember. I was at the summer camp, and I was probably about six, maybe seven. Yeah. And I... I don't know, there's this a bit older kid, and I was, I don't know, telling, trying to tell some kind of joke, and I don't know, I guess, I can't remember if I was telling him, I think I was telling someone else, and he was just there, and I guess they weren't laughing, so maybe I repeated it or something, I, I don't know, and he was just like, that's not funny, and I was kind of hurt, so I just repeated it again to, like, kind of get on his nerves, be yeah. like, oh, you don't think it's funny? Well, let me tell it again. Here it comes again. And, yeah, so I just kept telling it over and over and over again, and that's definitely kind of where it started. This urge to Yeah, and it was annoy. like, it felt good annoying him, being like, I got back at him for saying is that, that. Is that like you're bullying in a unique way again? Like, not, not teasing or being physical, but... I would say that one was, like, not really bullying. I would say that was just, like, he was kind of being a little bit mean to me first, and mm-hmm. I was kind of just getting back to him. I feel like that one would have been, like, a more normal and fair interaction, but I, I think it kind of came from that, and it sort of morphed, like... I think it was, like, sort of me being a bit insecure. Yeah. And then, like getting, like, feeling like I was going to get rejected or being rejected by, like, the popular kids. Yeah. And then... You you sound really confident and sure of yourself. Um, Is that just how you want people to perceive you, or is that an accurate representation of yourself? Do you mean my confidence in general or me talking about when I was a kid? When you were a kid. Like, where, like, you sound like you were not phased by anything that was going on because you said like you were bullied right like did that ever take a toll on you at all I think it took like I don't know not not in the way that I don't think it ever like or very rarely like actually got me down and made me feel like bad about myself Mm because I was like you know it's like Dr. Phil says getting the get them before they get me attitude (laughs) you don't let people in uh, Tessa is extremely obsessed with Dr. Phil. I opened up her YouTube and it was just a full page of suggestions about Dr. Dr. Phil. Phil yeah. It was insane. Anyways. Yeah, but just, you know, like, I I would just say that I could tell almost right away if someone was the kind of kid who wasn't going to like me or not. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you can't. I don't think you can do it so much with adults. But with kids, I think I was quite accurate most of the time being able to judge what kind of kid this was and... Yeah. I, I, so I would just, I don't but know. You don't, you don't sound like a loner to me. You sound like you liked talking to people and interacting. Like, it, I wasn't that way with everyone. Isn't it? Like, I had, like I said, like I had a group of friends who I got to all go around and annoy people like this. Yeah. And, like, I had my one, like, bestest best friend, and we spent all of our time together to the point that in high school, people were, like, they're probably lesbians. Oh, and Classic. we weren't lesbians. Um, she ended up being bisexual, but oh. I I am not a lesbian, and um, <laughs> so yeah, it it really bothered her. She took it like I think really personally. Like it, it really hurt her when she got bullied. Yeah. So she was like retaliating against it for that reason. I think more. And then me personally, I yeah, I wasn't annoyed I guess like, I I was more almost trying to be proactive like they've they have sinned and I will destroy them I don't know but like I was like maybe a little vengeful but like she was like personally hurt by the things that people would say and I don't think I took it that personally when people would insult me it was like yeah I already know that I'm a weirdo so you can call me a weirdo and that's fine hmm. I remember actually the first time I met her was I think grade one I was hanging out by the little pine trees and you know this is probably a big part of where the annoying people thing started too it's probably like the second half where it booted up again um 
she came up to me and she was always like she was always one who? of the shortest sorry kids. who came up to you my that my the, super that duper friend. best friend yes 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 okay she came up to me and she was like all she was one of the shortest kids in the class like she always was and i was always one of the tallest girls in the class yeah, same. so she was like tessa they're bullying me tessa and i'm so small and i can't defend myself and and you're so big can you help me and i was like i'll do it and (laughs) and yeah and so she was like we we gotta beat him up we're gonna fight him we're fighting and so for like i don't know months we would i feel like it was probably a few months not constant but we would like there were these two kids. I don't know if they ever bullied her at all or not. She probably made it up. Yeah. But there were these two kids, a grade above us, and we would go and be like, we're here to fight! <laughs> I don't know. I guess we would probably, like, kind of kick them or hit them a little bit. And yeah. And then, I don't know, we would just, like, run around the play structure kind of fighting. And I feel like that's kind of where it got started, was that, too, was that, like, me being like, justice! And we were, like, in it together. And yeah. And she was really big, too, on the annoying popular kids because they shouldn't be like that. But she took it, like, to an uncomfortable place. She was, like, she made up names for all of them. Like, the Popularians is the only one I remember. Really? I did not like, that was uncomfortable. My brothers, like, one of my brothers, Vincent, I used to get him to come and do this with me. And he said the day he stopped taking it seriously was the day I explained how she calls them all the popularians and stuff. And I finished it by saying, but I think that's weird. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> the popularians. Um, but like the jocks had a name and the weirdo kids had a name and the nerds had a name. I didn't like that. And I mean, I, I just, it made me uncomfortable. It was like, ugh, I don't like, ugh. I Labeling don't people like that. Like, I didn't have a problem calling them the popular kids, but just calling them the popularians on yeah, top of that. just giving them this extra title. Was, I don't know. Did you, uh... I, don't, I can't describe how I disliked it, but it just, it just makes me kind of cringe a bit, I guess. Yeah. Did you ever, were you involved in any uh, teams, like sports, or... I did uh, not like teams. Well, no, I did not like sports. I guess or clubs. I wasn't in any teams. Um clubs i mean i was in the mad science club just like everyone else yeah you said you were in girl guides too right? i was in girl guides a lot i guess did I guess you make any friends there i made like girl guide friends but not friends who i'd hang out with outside of girl guides right like that same best friend who was my lesbian best friend who's not a lesbian anyways <laughs> she um we went to girl guides together too so we would always be together then mm-hmm. we were like so so close for a long long time till like grade nine i think like we were since we had spent the, all this time together since grade one it was like i guess kind of like identical twins like where we just had so much of the same pro- thought process or understood the other person's thought process so you well started to become one we just always knew what the other person was thinking and someone could say something and we just look at each other and like we didn't need to say anything because like i already know what you're gonna say well other people said it was a little creepy <laughs> But that's, that also comes with just, like, becoming close with another person. Yeah. I feel like it was, like, unnaturally close almost, though. I don't think... Unnaturally. It was very close. We spent, like, all... We were just together all the time, hanging out, talking, just so much, so much. And it sounds like you really enjoy your alone time. Yeah, I, I did, and I still do. Like, I definitely, as a kid, really enjoyed my alone time because I just loved playing with my toys and, like, making up stories for them and mm-hmm. and reading. And, like, I like playing with kids, too, and having them over for play date. But I didn't do that too much, especially since we were in school all day together. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. I I guess, I guess, again, that comes from Shelly's. I started off, like, being alone, all, like, all day. So Entertaining I found, yourself. Yeah, yeah, so, like, the ways that I found to entertain myself were things that I did alone. So, like, even, like, worse than just being alone all day, like, she did have, like, a small living room and a small playroom. Like, if we ever, like, ran or, like, stepped a little too hard, rolled around or anything, it'd always be, like, she'd be shouting from the top of the stairs, like, knock it off! Oh, so you, like, literally couldn't even play. More or less, yeah. So it's, like, it had to be, like, sitting calmly play. And, like, there was toys, but I would always have to have a daily nap. Yeah. I was never tired. I don't remember ever napping. Maybe I did sometimes. I feel like it was just, I don't know. She just did it just because she 
felt like she should. I don't know. I Maybe I napped when I was a baby. But she would always make me lie down for my nap. And I don't know how long it was exactly. Maybe half an hour, maybe an hour. But I couldn't sleep. And she would still make me take a nap. So I would just have to lie there and do nothing. In silence. So I would learn how to entertain myself not only on my own, but without any sort of... Literally just you in your mind. Yeah, and I would... I would always, like, use my hands to make, like, little, like, you know, like, when you, like, make a little dragon, I guess people say. Like a, like a puppet? Yeah. So I would do that with my hands, and I would make all sorts of different ones, like, see how many different shapes I could make with my hands. Yeah. So I'd have enough characters. That's so funny. And I would just play with that as my toys, and then, yeah, I would make up, like, stories and stuff just sitting there alone with literally nothing to do. So I have hardly ever in my life actually gotten really bored because i just like if i'm alone by myself with nothing to do like that's great that's how i used that's to how be. i lived mm-hmm. um are you an introvert or an extrovert i don't know like i i think in high school i would have said introvert but i'd say like a lot of that came from like i was just i think like had social anxiety or something yeah and i think that's what a I honestly feel like that's a lot of people who are introverts is like, maybe you're not an introvert and maybe you just have social problems and you're just labeling it as being an introvert. Yeah. Now I'd say, I I don't know that I'm either or. I think it depends. Like, when I am not in school, I really enjoy like going to parties and hanging out with friends and like, I'll be loud, I'll get really loud and I'll like try to like, lead discussions and stuff and I can be pretty outgoing. But then like, in school... Like, I'm all, I'm kind of more focused on the work, and, yeah. like, by the time school's over, I just want to go home and have my alone time, and, like, at lunch, I just want to sit alone and do my homework, get it done. Minimal conversing with... Yeah, and I think I carried that over from university, too, because I would always really sit alone in university and... Like, I'd always, like, find, like, a spot, like, in the back of the class, like, with no one beside me or something, so I could, like, get all my stuff out, draw, and, and read books yeah. in the back of the class. Just listening to you talk is so funny, because I feel like I'm so opposite from everything you're saying. Oh. It'll be interesting once we get into my episode yeah. and hear those back-to-back. So, um, I, you brought a couple things from... Oh, yes. Your childhood. What did you bring to share with us today? Okay, I have a good one to start off with. I don't want to read all of these, but I'm going to guess maybe this is from when I was seven. Yeah. Maybe eight. This is a riddle poem I wrote when I was probably about seven. Mm-hmm. It's riddles for you, Anya. Okay. You, you tie up and put it on it. May have a ribbon if it's for a girl. If it's for a boy, it probably <laughs> won't. They all look different. Some have a pockets and some don't. Some have a dissens and don't. <laughs> By Tessa. Hmm. Is this thing a shoe? Or or like a hoodie? What is I it? I don't know. <laughs> you didn't write I what didn't it is. write it down and I honestly I think if I thought about it, oh, you know what? I just found it. I actually, it, it, there's a, a little answer key up at the top that they printed out. So pick an object from this list or think of your own. I think I picked a kite. <laughs> did you guess right? Viewers at home? You I definitely did not. up and put it on it. May have a ribbon. If it's for a girl, if it's for a boy, it probably won't. They all look different. Some have a pockets and some don't. Some what is have distance pocket and don't. on a kite? It might not be kite. I put a symbol next to kite. I don't know. Sometimes wait. How old? How old were you? On. Seven, I think. Seven. Around there. What else do you got here for us? Let's see. I have some diary entries and some stories. I feel like this one is too long because it's it's really not going to be that interesting. But let's see. I have a diary entry here that. I didn't read beforehand, but I, I read it the first sentence, and did I you, felt like it might be... Did you journal and write diary entries a lot as a kid? I would start a diary once a year or so, and then And then give never up. write in it again? Yeah, or I'd write a few. Yeah, passages but it was maybe. never, like, a yeah. constant thing. August 22nd, 2008. So I would have been 8, 9, 8, 10. Today, That's... Sean came over. I think he's a real idiot. 
He lives right down the street from us, and he never calls before he comes. Well, I suppose he's not really an idiot. Just a jerk. Sometimes he's nice to me, but normally he just pretends I'm stupid. He's not really that nice to my brother Spencer, either. I don't understand how he puts up with him. Who is this character? Sean lived down the street, and he was kind of weird. I guess he was kind of mean, and his parents, very strange from the things I've heard now, just like secondhand stories and looking back on my childhood and remembering them. The weirdest thing I remember, his his dad, um, yeah, Sean... Sean's dad was the weird one, and I remember one time, I was maybe six, and me and my brothers were over there playing with toys on Sean's back deck, and I was playing with this little Scooby-Doo car, and it went under the deck, and Sean was like, you have to go get that, and I was like, uh, I don't want to, and he's like, you have to do it, that's my toy, and I was like, okay, fine, so I went kind of under the deck, and there were just like a ton of, you know those little toys that you would like sit on and kind of wheel around when you're really little? Yeah. Like little trains and stuff. Well, there were a ton of them under there. I was n- I never got one of those, but anyways, <laughs> I think I was a little jealous. I pulled them. I, I Like, I think I p- tried to kind of get under there, and there was a wasp, and I was like, Sean, there's a wasp. I'm not going under there. And he's like, no, you have to. That's my, my race car. And so I was like kind of just po- postponing it because I didn't want to go near the wasp, so I just started taking these toys out one by one. And it took a while, and there were getting to be more wasps. And eventually I was like, Sean, there's too many wasps! And he was like, oh, actually, that's okay, because that's not a wasp, that's a hornet. Great. And I didn't know what a hornet was, so I was like, oh, Oh, okay, great. Okay, good. And I kind of kept going slowly, because I was still, like, not totally buying that. Yeah. Eventually his dad came out, and he saw the hornets, and he's like, oh, you, that's not good. So, his dad starts pulling out all the toys pretty quick. And there's kind of hornets buzzing around, and he finds the nest. And so, he picks up a stick, and he pokes it. A bunch. He poked the hornet's nest? Yeah, he was a grown man. He just started jabbing at it. Something fierce. (sighs) And, yeah, there were hornets everywhere. And we ran inside, and it was just like, what is wrong with him? Did you get stung? Amazingly, no one got stung. Oh, okay. Only a couple got inside, and he stomped him good. Stomped but it was him like, good. I just a weird guy. There are other weird things he did, but that was the weirdest one, and the one that I was present for. So his name was Sean. Sean, yes. Good old Sean. What Not else you? Sean. What else you got in there in that little? Well, book of the yours? next day, August twenty third, two thousand eight. Today, Sean came over again. He played on the internet like last time. We got internet days ago. We also went to 10,000 villages and bought a table. Afterwards, we made it into an awesome stuffy fort for the Secret Society of Kittens. The Secret Society of Kittens actually has one penguin in it. Also today, I played Alyssa's Star Challenge and caught a comet. The comet had stolen shoes in it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, it's, it's pretty typical. We went, went, bought a table. Sean came over. He would always, that was the thing, is like he had a video game console at home and he would just, we would just, he would play video games and we would watch and he would try his best not to give us a turn. And that was what we would do there. But he had a chair in his basement that, um, it was like an electric one that would like, l- lean back with a remote and stuff and that was pretty exciting to play on so we'd just play on that on an electric chair games. i need to come over and just play games and we was he older him. than you no he was my brother's age he was younger hmm. i feel like we have a pretty good understanding of kind of who you are and what your childhood was like so i guess what i want to leave this off with and and let everyone know is do you think um like I do think actually (laughs) do you think at all with your brain um well I will think so many times (laughs) I will think as and quite frankly Anya I am offended that you would even have to ask such a question 
Uh, don't. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think now. Wow, Anya, do you think? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, I was thinking about it for the last like ten minutes, and then it left my brain. And then that riddle really got you that, thinking, right? I'm like, is it? What is? What could have pockets and a ribbon for girls? I'm gonna say it's probably a shirt. A shirt? But I don't know exactly. Why would a shirt have a ribbon? Because you could be a girl. I mean, little kid shirts especially might have a little ribbon on them. I don't know. I mean, because I was seven, and that's kind of how seven-year-olds think, I feel like. Probably. Probs. Okay, well, anyways, Tessa, are you happy who you are right now Dad, as a, a person? loaded question. I am, but I feel like, wow, if you get someone who's not happy with themselves, <laughs> that's going to be harsh. <laughs> I'm pretty no. happy with who I am. I'm not perfectly happy with who I am, but I... Like learning about myself and improving, and how do you yeah. think? How do you think that your childhood shaped you into the person you are today? Well, um, I think for well, hmm, today. I mean, I know, I think being at Shelley's made me really bad at interacting with people for a long time. Yeah, and I think it made me kind of like. I'm very much, like, I'm not an empathetic person at all. Like, I'll do my best to help someone. Like, I'll do something that I can to help someone if they tell me they have a problem. Yeah. Almost as much as I can. But I, I'm really bad. Like, I can hardly, like, tell someone, like, oh, that's so sad or I'm so sorry. Like, I feel so fake if I ever do that. Yeah. Like, so I, I'm not very empathetic. Like, if I hear things in the news, I never feel bad about it or reading things or anything. Are you, are you cynical? I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I have, I guess I kind of, I don't feel much empathy. I don't know. I, You're making yourself sound like a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I've described it to other people. Have you like, That's killed any animals before? I don't know. So, sometimes, like, I don't feel very much for a few days, and it's like, that's weird. But then it comes back, so I'm just um, like, well, okay, we're back. If any, if you guys don't hear from me after this <laughs> podcast, Tessa has murdered me. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, I think that <laughs> she just looked behind her, if you Oops. guys can recall from the I, beginning of this podcast yeah, episode. That's not good. Um, okay, well, Tessa, thank you so much for letting me into your life and talking to us about everything, everything you went through and, and like, the nitty and gritty of little little Tessa. Well, this went and so much Tessa. better than I would have imagined it would i feel like if anything there was too much content for an hour which i was not expecting uh yeah you're right big yeah from anya huge yes for me okay thank you for tuning in everybody um we will have another podcast episode for you uh next week where we will tackle me anya sadovsky and and tessa will be asking me all the hard questions and we'll see how much i've changed from who I was as a kid and and how I have evolved into the person I am today. So thanks again for listening. We'll we'll uh we'll see you next week. See you guys. Okay, bye. <laughs>